This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here's your host, Timmy Abebefe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside the Visa Studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the Lombardi Line presented by DraftKings. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Palm, the VP of Operations here at the Circa Resort and Casino. And Mike Pritchard, our Visa NFL analyst, played nearly a decade in the National Football League, former first-round pick to the Atlanta Falcons, and a national champion with the Colorado Buffaloes. Gentlemen, how we do it? Super mm-hmm. Wild Card Weekend has arrived. We got two games Saturday, three on Sunday. Sunday than one on Monday to wrap things up, but now now's when we play for keeps with the playoffs here. It's the best football weekend of the year, and next year it'll get even better because we'll have a semifinal game on Thursday and a semifinal game on this Friday leading into it. I think there's a fascinating six games. Uh, I'm probably going to be involved in five out of the six. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we talked to Femi yesterday on primetime. He's actually got three plays as well. We do. Uh, and I'm sure Mike and the, and the syndicate are... Uh, have some direction where they're going yeah because well, there's uh, a few teasers yeah sure uh, that, big week that, for the syndicate good leaks. um last week was last, last week, week was. Was. Yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. um you know i'm not gonna overthink it this week though because a mm. lot of what was predicted to happen has happened i mean think about the top of the nfc is all in the playoffs the seating mm-hmm. and everything probably kind of predictable i think maybe uh and then on the afc side too some surprises buffalo with the surge uh, to capture the division uh, and get the higher seed right there. Miami fading down the stretch right there. But as far as the teams and the participants with two outliers, Houston winning the division and probably the Rams. Because, mm. I mean, the Rams profiled as like they've never, they haven't drafted a quarterback since golf, but yet, you know, Matthew Stafford, how many years does he have left? But yet they make up this incredible run in the playoffs and a hot team right now. Yeah, Goff is their last first round pick. Right, <laughs> right, right. They haven't had a first round pick since 2016. And here they are uh, as the sixth seed right now in the NFC playoffs. We'll get into all of these games, of course, as we break it down throughout these two hours. But we do have two guests on the two hours as well. 45 minutes from now, Jonah Javad, sports anger at WFAA in Dallas. We're talking Cowboys as they host the Green Bay Packers in 45 minutes here. Is Mike McCarthy coaching uh. for his job? 
We'll ask Jonah Javad that 45 minutes from now. Then at 2.15 Eastern, 11.15 Pacific, Aaron Ladd, sports anchor at KSHB in Kansas City, will join us to discuss the potential freezer bowl tomorrow night on Peacock between the Dolphins and the Chiefs. I mean, we're talking about negative four. Not the wind chill, the actual temperature. Wind chill might be negative 30 out there at Arrowhead Stadium. So it could be some uh, extreme conditions for the, uh, the fellows from South Beach. To Pritch's point about what was expected. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Gill and Kelly Bidlin on, on a numbers, numbers game. game early in the year, and they put the clip out this week um, on Twitter or X or whatever it's called now. Every year since 2000, there's been at least one NFL team whose regular season win total was under 500 that's made the playoffs. And in 19 of those 24 years, two teams have made it or more. Mm-hmm. There were four mm. this year, Pritch. Mm. Wow. Now, obviously, the 17 makes, you know, the nine. You don't have an even number with eight and 16. But Tampa Bay, the Rams, the Texans, and the Packers all had regular season win totals under 500 that made the playoffs. Right, right, right. Yeah. Crazy. Three Think of those about. in the NFC, which kind of goes to what we thought about the NFC yeah. mm-hmm. heading into the season where everyone thought, hey, San Francisco, wide Philly, open. Dallas. But outside of that, it's pretty wide open. And we saw that at the bottom with the wild card race. Yeah, but it's the usual suspects. So what, I guess that's what I'm alluding to. Um, b- because, I mean, look how many coaching vacancies there are right now, right? Eight. Uh, there's eight. I mean, each and every year, six, seven, eight, take a pick. Yep. But the thing is, is majority of teams in the National Football League, they don't know how to get it right. They're always doing something either dysfunctional or just average. Whereas the teams that we see, the mainstays, they're repeatedly in the playoffs or in the picture of the playoffs. And mm-hmm. a lot of times, all this information that's out there, uh, it, it kind of gets jumbled, right? And, and so it's like, just look at, it's kind of like the SEC or college football. Look at the top programs and look at the top teams, look at the, how they're ran, the coaching, how they just reload, how they just make changes or whatever. Tomlin's a great example of this, yep. right? Yeah, I was about to say. So it's <clears> like, don't overthink it a lot of times. And, and a lot of times it's better, as I think, with all this information, we tend to overthink situations. Paralysis by analysis. Right. <laughs> you just got too much in your head. And sometimes it's simple as I trust Mike Tomlin to get his team to the postseason. <laughs> and he was able to do that this year, even by, by hook or crook. The Pittsburgh Steelers, here they are. With Mason and, uh, Rudolph. With Mason Rudolph. And they're actually getting bet right now. We'll get into that game a little bit later. But we want to discuss some of the coaching carousel that we've seen because Yesterday morning, we all woke up to the news that the Patriots have parted ways with Bill Belichick, their legendary head coach. Well, this morning, we wake up and find out they have a new head coach, and it's Gerard Mayo, the coach in waiting. He is the successor. It was in his contract to be the coach in waiting, and the Patriots go ahead and hold up their end of the bargain. So Gerard Mayo, 37 years old, now the youngest head coach in the National Football League, will be taking over as the New England Patriots head coach. Is this the right move here for New England going forward? And I get he played for Belichick and was on the staff, but it sounds like this is going to be a little bit different than what we have grown accustomed to with this Patriot way. Well, another defensive coach, right? So mm-hmm. the big question is, who's the OC? Yep. Right now, that's going to be the question for New yeah. England and uh, make and who's going to make all the player personnel decisions moving forward. So uh, it's a little surprising to me. I know that this was the plan and, and mm-hmm. that was the leaning. I thought they might talk to Vrabel seriously since... I don't think they would have ever anticipated he would have been available when Bill leaves. Right. Um, but that's their decision. And, uh, you know, I thought it was a pretty good press conference yesterday with Kraft and Bill. And they did it about as well yeah. as they could when you part waves after somebody wins nine AFC championships and six Super Bowls. Yeah. I mean, Bill Belichick, he's a legend, Hall of Fame. Uh, he's a goat. Um, but at some point, it becomes apparent that it's going to be different. It's somebody else's time. Uh, there's a new trend. Uh, before it was, Chad Brown alluded to this, uh, the quality control coach or young phenom or genius in the building, 
those are the next head coaches, right? Now mm-hmm. it's former players. There's a lot of former players, young former players that are getting these looks now, which is outstanding, I think, mm. because the athlete today is different. Then, Only it was 10 years ago for you, right? And you would still have been young. You'd have been well, right in the mix. I wasn't coaching, yeah, though. Yeah, but I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I could have been. Yeah, I'm old now. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm saying yeah. if you'd have got into yeah, this sure. 15 hey, years sure. ago, Who you'd knows? be right there. I know. Yeah. I could be coaching the Cowboys, you know. <laughs> America's coach. Right. But I, 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 love, I love the succession plan, though, because <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. Um, Belichick has – the defense is fine. If you mm. look at New England and the, the mm. profile, that that defense is fine. They're actually pretty good this year. The bro- offense is broken. What did they yeah. do? I'm not going to say they tanked, but they won four games and they got, what, the third overall pick now. Mm-hmm. How the timely situation of what they did with, okay, Bill, thank you very much. Uh, it's been great. We have our coach. Defense is great. Let's go fix the offense with that number three draft pick. Whoever, whichever quarterback they think is, yeah. is a quarterback for the future. So it just timed up perfectly for New England to make this move. Yeah, I mean, they'll have their pick of the litter for the quarterbacks. They're obviously the top two picks, I'm assuming, going to be Caleb Williams, Drake May, Drake May, Caleb Williams, whatever it is. But Jaden Daniels, who won the Heisman Trophy, might be staring at them right there. My old friend, maybe he's the guy that ends up being the quarterback for the New England Patriots. There's a number of Michael Penix Jr. could be in the mix, maybe. We'll see what happens. You think a quarterback goes that high? I think there'll be a drop after one, two. Uh, I I think these teams are going to talk themselves into it, too. I, I mean, like, especially the fact that New England... I mean, are you bringing Mac Jones back? I don't <laughs> think you are. Zappy was atrocious down the stretch. Wow. They have no answer at that position unless they maybe they go to one of these veteran well, guys. How about but Fields? Maybe if you want to trade with Marvin Harrison. <laughs> I, I'm higher on Fields than most. No, I'm not being facetious. No, I mean, no, I'm I mean it's, out there. It's, it's out there. It's out there. It's out there. It's out there. Right? It is out there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I guess you trade a day two pick to get Fields, and then you, you just second round. Yeah, you you trade a second whatever they need to do. Whatever they need to do to fix the offense. I mean, when you sign Juju Smith Schuster as your number one offensive free agent, I'm not saying they're tanking. But you're not trying to win either. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it just timed up perfectly. They know they need to repair the offense. Yeah. It's been, uh, I mean, on the surface of their problems for, what, three years now. Yeah. Well, how about the other side of the coin, though? Bill Belichick, who now, for the first time in a quarter century, is out on the open market to become a head coach. And DraftKings has the odds, which you can bet on, Bill Belichick's next team. And right now, the favorite is the Atlanta Falcons at plus 150. No team is plus 175. Chargers, 4-1. to one. Commanders, 5-1. to one. Titans in the field, 8-1. to one. Panthers, 16. Giants, 25. Saints, 30. And the Jets. <laughs> how funny would that be? The Jets at 50. Uh, where do you guys think Belichick's going to end up coaching? And is there a bet that you would make in this market? I want to ask Pritch this question from the Lombardi perspective mm-hmm. of each of these coaches needs to evaluate the ownership more than they need to evaluate the quarterbacks of mm-hmm. these teams. So if Bill was looking at what's the best fit and the best situation from ownership, where on this list would his top two or three choices be? Is Arthur Blank? Is that a good situation for him? I mean, these are some tough spots. The commanders are a little bit unknown. Mm-hmm. We know Spanos. I'm not sure Bud Adams' daughter and that situation's that great in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's toxic in Carolina. Um, when you look at that list, yeah. when would the Jets, would Woody reconsider Sala now that Bill's out there? I mean, he coached there for a few hours. Well, I, I, I think, life. and this is a great question for, <laughs> for Michael Lombardi, but... Um, Bill is his own GM too, though. I mean, he shops for the groceries and you know, all that stuff, right? And uh, <laughs> absolutely, and he's been doing that for a long yeah. time and has a high level of success. Like, 
is Bill really going to listen to or work with a GM or, or does Bill think that he's above a GM at this point, which I think he does, right? Like if you look at Tennessee, there's a strong GM there. Uh, if you look at the commanders, they just hired uh, Adam Peters, yep. another strong GM. Uh, so take those two names off the board right, right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chargers, they have a weak ownership situation. Um, and this is why a lot of people in football circles think that that makes the most sense because you have Josh McDaniels out there. Josh McDaniels, we know, has two chips on his shoulder, Denver Broncos and now the Raiders. Uh, and then, you know, whoever your defense coordinator is going to be, who, who knows? But it, it seems like from an ownership standpoint, Bill would get what he would need and want from that ownership out there in, in L.A. What about Arthur Chargers? Blank? You're, well, you're our, very familiar with Atlanta having played yeah, there. Yeah, be, before, before we um, came on air, I mean, I, I was asking and poking around in terms of, the GM's still there, right? And and mm-hmm. I think the GM is still there. And Dave, Arthur Blank has had a high level of advisors around him too, McKay and some other people. So you wonder uh, what they're thinking. What would they reorganize everything for Bill Belichick? Yeah, I mean, our very own Michael Lombardi has said that the Atlanta Falcons could be an option here for yeah. Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. We'll have a soundbite from the GM shuffle about that on the other side, and oh. and maybe just maybe one of the teams that Belichick could coach is not on that list, or maybe now the field. He's not going to work for Jerry. Get out of here. Parcel- Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbafei, on VSEN, the sports betting network. 
If you're looking for a betting edge through the NFL playoffs and Super Bowl, the VEASAN experts have you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get access to our daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving every game, plus betting systems, premium analysis, and 24-7 video access. Sign up today and get your first 30 days for only $9.99. See everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. It's just VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by DraftKings. Femi Abebefe, Mike Paul, Mike Pritchard here on a football Friday ahead of Super Wild Card Week. And the playoffs are here, guys. Now we're playing for keeps. And before we get into the playoff games, I wanted to continue on this discussion about the coaching carousel and Bill Belichick because our very own Michael Lombardi, who worked in New England with Belichick, worked in Cleveland with Belichick when he was the head coach of the Browns in the 90s, he seems to think that the Atlanta Falcons could be an option. He's also said there could be some teams out there who don't have vacancies like just don't look at the open uh, head coaching positions right now. There could be some teams right now that currently have head coaches that could potentially look to Bill Belichick here. You, you had something you wanted to say here, Mike? Well, let's play this Lombardi sound. I, I agree with him. <laughs> yeah. I think there's two in particular. Well, let's run up <laughs> that sound here. This is from the GM shuffle earlier this week on the Atlanta Falcons and how they're Front office is kind of shaken up a little bit here with Terry Fontenot and what he's uh, doing in this head coaching search. Rich McKay and Arthur Blank will lead the search. They'll take input from Fontenot, the general manager, Terry Fontenot. That tells me Fontenot's gone. That tells me they're going to clean house. That tells me they're big game hunting. And if something happens up in New England, I think they're going to be big game hunting on him. And they should. And they should. If I'm Arthur Blank and I have a chance to go get the greatest coach of all time, I'm coming. Yeah. And, yeah. and as Uncle Junior said, I'm coming heavy. <laughs> Don't come at all. Let's see come. Uh, uh, 25 years to be a Sopranos, by the way. Uh, 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 <laughs> Wait a but, minute. He wrote in his book. He didn't have Belichick number one in his book. What's going on now here? There's some, a lot some of things improvised. Re- what, what, what? Off this year? I, I, he, he, he leapfrogged Paul Brown off of this season? I, I, when, the, when the book came out, I asked him. I said, you got Belichick yeah. three, man. What's going yeah. on? But we don't have to get into all of that, though. But I mean, I think it's, it's interesting, though, that like for the Atlanta Falcons, like if Terry Fondo is not going to be leading this search and it's going to be Rich McKay right. and also uh, Arthur Blank in this one, why not take a run at Belichick, who they've tried to make runs at other big fishes in the past? It feels like it's a really good situation based on the mediocrity of the NFC South. Yeah, I think so. I, I agree with Michael. I agree with them being the favorite here because I think that yeah. that's who's going to target him. Now, if Dallas comes open, maybe it's a different situation. I personally think that Doug Peterson's not safe in Jacksonville. I think with what they, they had in town mm-hmm. this year oh, to man. come up short of the mm-hmm. playoffs, it's, collapse. it's an absolute collapse. I yeah. wonder if he'd be interested with Trevor Lawrence in that situation and that roster. Um, I'm not sure uh, if he'd ever want to go back to the Jets or if Woody's uh, thinking about Salah. But he's got a, a, a defense with a good head start there. Obviously, he needs a quarterback, but uh, I think Michael's spot on here. Well, yeah, he is. I mean, spot on uh, for sure in terms of the favorite, mm-hmm. the Falcons, the fact that they can reorganize their front office. And I'm uh, sorry, Fontenot, but uh, this guy's an upgrade. And that's how you got to look at the National Football League. Good teams know how or good owners know how to upgrade, and they don't care. Um, about the fallout, if you will. Um, Mm -hmm. It's an upgrade, total upgrade in Atlanta. Now, the only thing about the Falcons and Arthur Blank is that why didn't he go after Lamar Jackson when he could have, right? Now, this is... That's uh, a decision amongst the whole owner, I believe. Yeah. That the runaway contracts... That they colluded. He he took the vote (laughs) for everybody. Who's that? Arthur. Yeah. Yeah, Did they they colluded? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because of Deshaun's contract, they said it's got to end. Yeah. 
And he took the bullet because he was the guy that needed the quarterback, right? right. He, and he, so they, he had to answer the question as he soon did. as week 18 was over, right? That's the first a, thing they some, answered. Somebody better Why give him didn't a quarterback? you go get Lamar? He took a clip. At the time, we thought Ritter was good, he said. Yeah. At the time, we thought Ritter was good. Well, Lamar's gotten hurt yeah. the last couple of years. I don't know if we can get him. He <laughs> like, all right. He didn't take VP. He didn't take a bullet. He took the clip. Yeah. <laughs> because Lamar Jackson's right there. Anyway, yeah. but no, it makes yeah. total sense. I mean, and also, too, I mean, if you're Bill Belichick and, and you have some control, the control a young roster and there's there's a lot to love about uh, the youth on the offensive side of the ball you know what Bill's going to do defensively uh, to get right in a in a hurry uh, can they find a quarterback sure absolutely um, so it, it, it makes a sense right there I mean if you have an owner I mentioned the Chargers only because that's a weak owner uh, now I don't know maybe that might turn Bill off right so, look, I, I don't like that ownership situation. I don't like that situation at all. Does it factor in that you have no crowd, you have no home field ever? Would that factor into his Would decision? that change if Bill Belichick became a head coach, though? Uh, I mean. Why? People will drive from San Diego? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> if there's still fans down there. <laughs> uh, maybe all the way out from New England. Uh, but, no, Atlanta, it, rightly so, should be the favorite uh, if they are going to reorganize. But Michael was spot on with the terms of who's leading that and would that be an upgrade situation Absolutely, 1,000% would. Before we get away from your boy, Arthur Smith. Yeah. Have you ever been in a huddle where the team voted to change the play that was called there? <laughs> um, yes. Oh, I've been in, uh, here we go. I've been in we several go. huddles where, several. where the quarterback decided to go on his own page and piss off the head coach by doing so and ran himself out of a particular town. So, yeah, it, it, it happened. But the team didn't vote. Oh, no, it wasn't we the team. We all decided no. we're going to run the ball well, instead of kneel the ball down. I don't know if everybody decided. He said it was a team vote, Jameis. Jameis said, we, collectively. You, you go Wait, from hold stealing up, hold soda up. in the kitchen <laughs> to this. Hold up now. Wait a minute. <laughs> now we're bringing the whole, the, team, the whole team's not in the huddle, though. The team on the field, the, the offense? Yeah, we, the offense. He said the 11 guys just made a decision. Okay. Apologies right. to Dennis Allen. We made a decision. I think Honey Badger was in on it. How could he have not made it to the... He's spinning around, stumbling, and he lands at the half-yard line. He was in on it from the get-go. He looked back like twice. Right? Like, what are you doing? at the one. Go down. Man. We got to get Jamal in the end zone. He's older now. Maybe he slowed down. That was yeah. a ludicrous return. No, go no, back I, and watch that tape several times. Some guys, though, some guys go rogue all the time. I mean, it's been happening for years. Absolutely. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, certainly, if you, if you go on your own page... <laughs> Uh, I agree with Shannon Sharp. To be honest with you, they should gotta cut him. Gotta cut him. Gotta cut him. You think, absolutely. Undermines so? all that authority. Absolutely, yeah. gotta cut him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> they restructured Jameis's contracts. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe uh -huh. he's gonna be safe with the New Orleans Saints. But it was. I thought it was one of the funnier moments of Week 18. Obviously, uh, Arthur Smith didn't think so. <laughs> well, he, he knew was, he was gonna be out of a job in oh, a couple yeah. hours. Yeah. He had no idea he was gonna get till midnight. <laughs> <laughs> Two minutes after. <laughs> <laughs> did, did an ounce of him think that I might be safe here? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. He knew he was done. They, they waited for 1201 Black Monday to go ahead and let him go. Uh, that's 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 a sad situation. How about the Washington Commanders, though? They hired a new general manager, Adam Peters. This is sort of a, a strange situation in terms of the front office there because they have not let go of the current general manager, Martin Mayhew. Like, like, like they, they never said anything about letting him go when they fired Rivera. And now they said that, hey, we're going to go out and interview GMs. <laughs> They've now interviewed Adam Peters from San Francisco. He was with the Niners since 2017 when Kyle Shanahan got there helping that rebuild there to where is there a reassignment in this front office? Or what do they do with Martin Mayhew now that Peters is going to be the general manager going forward? What do they do with Eric? 
also that. I mean, right? I mean, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Martin Mayhew, the people that he brought in for that situation, uh, you wonder if Eric's part of that or not. Um, yeah. I, I think going out and getting Adam Peters is is from that consultant angle because who was the uh, um, uh, Golden State Warriors. Remember they had oh, this Bob Myers. Bob Myers. Yep. I mean, all these search committees and all this, they're going to yep. recommend Magic names. Johnson's a part of the Absolutely. committee. Absolutely. And there you go. So, I mean, there's there's relationships at play here. I, does Mayhew get reassigned and all this stuff? I mean, uh, we'll see. Uh, certainly, they wanted the mind of Adam Peters. Peters has been a part of what the Broncos organization, Super Bowls, uh, now San Francisco, and the success they've had there with John Lynch. So, uh, there, there's there's a... There's a track record there that was undeniable, I think, if you're looking for another executive in that front office. I but as far that, as Eric, though, I mean, Eric's going to try to get a head coach, I believe. He'll be getting a lot of interviews. Yeah. Well, they, be. they have to. Have we, has he yeah. gotten yeah. any yeah. interviews? Have, have we um, not that I know of. Yeah, I haven't seen his name yeah. floating around. Yeah. Maybe we'll see. Um, he will. Yeah. yeah he true. will, absolutely. Right. I mean, he's interviewed with like what, think, at least a third of the league, it feels like. I think that's a, that's a better landing spot than people think Washington for a head coach I it think, is I think they're going to get a new stadium there sure I think that fan base is great when they're decent I mean they've yeah. been Snyder turned everybody off right, right. Snyder yeah. buried that oh, thing. Yeah. I think that could be a very good spot now they got a new ownership yeah. um absolutely uh it's a great fan base it's a great area um a lot of great athletes and tradition too so it, Washington's a pillar of the National Football League so absolutely yeah. he'll be back yeah it's kind of sad what's happened to the organization under the Snyder tenure yeah. there like like you said like the fan base has been it's kind of like a quiet fan base right now yeah. but they're waiting to explode yeah. if they get some competence maybe Josh Harris is the guy going forward there so uh well, that is the commander situation I'll obviously talk on the other side about some of these games here but just to kind of continue the coaching cycle. Of course, Nick Saban retired mm-hmm. from Alabama. Who the next coach of Alabama is going to be? So we're, we're starting to narrow mm-hmm. some names down here. Dan Lanning is pulled out. Sarkeesian's pulled out. Mike Norvell, it sounds like he has a new contract. Is it DeBoer? I would have said yesterday Norvell because the cheap buyout was only $4 million. Did a heck of a job there. I mean, they yeah. were awful when he got there. Now it looks like DeBoer, right? It, look, it looks like that's where we're headed. Come on, Lane's right there. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> they, know all they, they, they know all they need to know about Lane, I think. Give him a shot. <laughs> he's grown up. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Maybe he's on social media too much. All right, we'll talk about these Super Bowl wildcard games coming up on the other side. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here's your host, Timmy Abbefe on VSN, the sports betting network. Start your morning with a daily dose of winning strategies, insider tips, and the latest buzz with the free VEASAN Daily Newsletter. In today's newsletter, there's links to all the super wildcard weekend articles and previews that your heart could desire. Get expert analysis and the latest odds delivered straight into your inbox absolutely free. Visit VEASAN.com slash newsletter to subscribe. Silhouette of our guy Bill 80 on that. It just it gets me going every single time. Excellent job by the crew uh, putting that thing together. This is a Lombardi line presented by DraftKings Femi and Bebefe, Mike Palm, Mike Pritchard here. And I want to get into this super wild card weekend discussion here because we got six games and the, the point spread in all of them, I think, are really interesting, especially in Houston, where I know you have a play in this one, Mike. You're, two plays. The, the two plays in this game. Okay, well, the Browns are two-point favorites over at DraftKings. Total 44.5. What do you like here? Is this a side and total deal for you? So I, I bet Houston on the money line, but I also made a two-times play of, of that amount uh, on over 44.5 uh, over here. I think, look, 
We talk about how good this Cleveland Browns team, and they are in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. You go just look at their road games. Yeah. They're giving up thirty-one plus on the road this year, right? Mm-hmm. They yep. have they have not traveled. Stormy talked to me at length as to how loud that that stadium was on Monday night when those officials were coronating. Michigan. I know Femi had problems, some problems with the officiating I mean, on Monday. They called another hold on Washington, actually. Well, mm-hmm. they also let the, yeah. the Michigan secondary very physical, right? I mean, secondary they let, and offensive they play, line played very yeah. physical ball. But anyhow. Um, I think, yes, Davis Mills moved the ball on them. Mm-hmm. You get Stroud now. Flacco had his best game, right, uh, against Houston in this one. I think this game's played in the 50s as well. And I think this is a tough spot for Cleveland. I think they'll give Baltimore all kinds of problems next week, but I don't know that they get there. I don't, I don't know that they get by this, this Houston team. And, Femi, I will say, I know you have a lot of money, on Stefanski, but I think Ryan's everything fell the way that it, it could for him to, to garner some support. Now we'll see how it happens. I think right? Ryan's wins. Do you really? Yep. I do. do First really? time in history I, of I, the league. Uh-huh. I, I think Saturday night just resonated with yeah. a lot of people. And it's probably like, mm-hmm. I was probably just yeah. naive and like just being stubborn, not yeah. realizing the potential of what Saturday night could be. But the fact that they won, which is hilarious. They won as the favorite, but people were acting like it was David beating Goliath. But, but the fact that they won the game in a standalone game, like I think it just resonated with a lot of people. Yeah. And yeah. the shots post game in the in the locker room, and they're well, all like kind of cheering around. It's on paper too. First time in history, you had a rookie head coach, rookie quarterback, win a division. Win a division. Yeah. That's all voters need right win there. Win total right? was four and a half. <laughs> that too. It was. What a dysfunctional organization yeah, on top of right? that. Yeah, I absolutely. Mean, it's an incredible job. Yeah. 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 You did a hell of a job. Yeah. Yeah. You won two in the coach of the year yeah. in this game. It's fancy getting robbed. Right? They're 11th in defense in terms of points allowed too. I mean, think about that. I've uh, been competitive all year long. Um, the C.J. Stroud injury, if he doesn't suffer that, this guy, I think he breaks Andrew Luck's record. Yeah. I mean, he, what, he had over 4,100 passing yards, only five interceptions. I mean, think about that. Clearly, he should have been a number one pick overall, uh, <laughs> but he was not. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Carolina. But no, this is an incredible turnaround. A um, lot of momentum there too for Houston. Don't, I'll ask you guys this. So if, if Flacco's playing quarterback, does he throw the, b- the ball behind the running back uh, in Indy? I don't think so. I mean, it's an upgrade situation there, a quarterback from Gardner Minshew to, to Joe Flacco, who's gone on the road, uh, beat Peyton Manning years ago. Uh, he is so loose and no pressure on that guy at all right now. The, 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 the key play there, mm-hmm. Rich, is Taylor not turning the ball forward. And he could have had the first He could have lowered his shoulder. He didn't need that, to go yeah. out of bounds. You're yeah. not trying to stop the clock there. You're trying to yeah. score at the right. end. He went out of bounds twice. Right. It did, it, it, that yeah. was what really hamstring him. Sure. Right? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, fight for a yard, all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, I get it. But still. like Pollard at the goal line. But your quarterback, <laughs> you put the ball on the running back. It does not matter. Yeah, I heard that. That's for good. You know? That guy's ridiculous. He's scared of scoring. Yeah. <laughs> he don't want the contact. He, he's scared of scoring. Um, a year since the injury. It's, okay. a, it's a great teaser leg, uh, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I, I like the Browns early on uh, in the week uh, under a field goal. My only concern here for Houston is, like, you mentioned the throw behind there, the Minshew, yeah. the, the incompletion to Goodson. If they complete that ball, like, it's, it's Indianapolis in this game. Like Houston, as good as Stroud is and as good as the story has been, I still think that they're like a year away from being like a serious playoff caliber team. Mm-hmm. Not saying that they don't deserve to be here, mm-hmm. but I just I could see this kind of stage being a little bit too much for this team. I, the, a concern I have also is after the entry, Fairburn, I mean, he misses the 
He, he yeah. used to be automatic from 50-plus in that. Right now, he's iffy here if this game comes down to a couple yeah. kicks, yeah. right? But Cleveland also has kicking issues on their own well, hand, they too. Bomb, they always do. Yeah. Yeah. Hopkins, they, they, is, Hopkins has been rolled out, yeah. which usually I don't talk kicker injuries, but like that's a big one because I think it's been Riley Patterson that's kicking for Cleveland, and he's a little up and down and all of that. Like it's Maybe the kicking will be a little shaky. Well, if you do want to back uh, the Texans, watch um, Cleveland Rams. Uh, it's, it's the – Identical offense mm-hmm. you know, that Cleveland's going to go up against, That's and certainly. So, uh, if you're on the fence with this game, go back and watch uh, yeah. that one. From that was Flacco's only loss, right? Yeah, yeah on the road. Ran, and, on the Rams, Rams. I mean, Rams lit him up too. Yeah. McVay's done a hell of a job coaching. We know that. Uh, can Slowick uh, certainly with with CJ Stroud, a quarterback that's dealing? Can they find? It? And what they'll do, they'll dress it up. But run the same plays that hurt Cleveland's defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, that that's the game that I've been studying a little bit. Uh, if you're undecided, I mean, go back and watch that a few times. I think one thing though, if if you do like Houston, my guess would honestly just try to in game this. Stefanski always comes out with great opening scripts to where. I, I think there's a really good chance that Cleveland scores on their first drive to where maybe you get a little bit better of a number on the end game. They're taking Houston if the Browns do get the ball first and they get out to a 7 nothing lead. So just another thing to kind of consider before you bet this game tomorrow afternoon. Here's an interesting thing. So this year, every single week except the Saturday night game last weekend, Houston played in the 1 p.m. Eastern time slot on Sunday. Yeah. Every single time they've made the playoffs, they've been the Saturday morning game. <laughs> right? I mean, it's just... Yeah. It's, uh-huh. it's, it's, written, small it's written city. in stone. Small market. Sure. Small market. Small, I get it. Small market. I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> small market. Houston. It's, it's all these AFC South and they just group them all together. And it's just like, hey, one yeah. thirty Saturday, yeah. you're kicking us yeah. off. But this one's actually a really intriguing matchup, though. This isn't like Bengals, Texans, like we this got might, in two straight years. I think of all the games this weekend, this has the least potential to be a blowout. I think this will you think be. So? A, mm. I do. I think this will be a, a, a one-score game. Okay. I could see any other of the games being more than one score. I don't think this one is. I think this one will be tight. Should make for a fun start to the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Saturday night, so tomorrow night on Peacock. You got to get the streaming situation already sorted out there. Yeah. Uh, Kansas City is a four and a half point favorite, total 44. And what is expected to be absolutely frigid temps here. Our, our buddy Kevin Roth, who comes on the network here on Twitter at Kevin Roth WX, had this ride up there for Roto Grinders on this game saying absolutely frigid. Actual temp should be around zero degrees at kickoff, if not below. A 10 to 15 mile per hour wind with gusts around 25 mile per hour will pull would put feels like temperature around a 20 to 30 degrees below zero temperature generally isn't a big concern to the game but extremely cold is impactful especially when adding in some wind to go along with it so uh what do you guys expect to see what is going to be a freezer box so i bet this it's it's interesting that this is 44 and a half now right because Mm -hmm. yeah i bet it at 44 it came down to 43 and a half now it's gone up a point Talk to us, Pritch, about catching the ball when it's frozen. Well, this is going to be below zero. Game yeah, I, I mean, it, so it's going to hurt. I mean, you know that going into yeah. it. The ball's a rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's slick, too, because you'll see how shiny it is. Uh, it's pretty much frozen. Um, but with gloves on, it shouldn't be that difficult to catch. You can still catch it with right, your hands. Right. You right. don't have to right. get and, it to your body. When no, you don't have yeah. to. I think you'll see a lot of guys doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Body catching mm-hmm. it. Uh, but if they have to reach out and pluck it, these guys are good enough to do that. And I'm concerned for Kadarius Tony. Well, that he may not have the technique. <laughs> he to better not. The frozen ball. He better not be an important part of the game plan. How about that? Uh, you concerned with him in perfect conditions. Sure. But Patrick's <laughs> going to put the ball in the money, all right? Uh, now, Tua, he could he can elevate the balls a few times, and the guys don't like that too much. But, um, no, this this game is interesting because, to me, Kansas City's not clicking offensively. 
They have the quarterback. Can they rev it up? Who did one week off help that situation? I'm not sure about that. Uh, and then on the other side, uh, for Miami, I mean, Tua has not played well uh, at all. Uh, and certainly, I think injuries have been a factor without Waddle. Uh, now you got the pain uh, with the cold combined with the cold. That's not going to feel good. Uh, mentally, you got this warm weather team not ready for this. And I, I don't know about the mindset for Miami yet. Uh, I do know Fangio knows this offense and Kansas City can move the ball, right? A trademark with Fangio, we're going to lock you down in the red zone. You move the ball between between the twenties. We got you. Oh, we understand that. We don't we don't have a pass rush. We don't have any of that. You're probably going to move the ball between the twenties. Outside of explosive plays, can you execute in the red zone? Because that's when uh, we're going to make it most difficult for you. Yeah, now, I'm concerned for Tua. Tua earlier in the week said he's not going to be wearing gloves. I hope he has changed his mind since <laughs> since earlier in the week when he had his media availability because the temperature is going to be absolutely frigid. I think for. The Dolphins, they have any shot here. Mostert has to have a big game. You're right. And they yeah. didn't run it much because they got behind 21 to nothing mm -hmm. in Germany. You mm -hmm. really didn't see it. Yeah. But can their outside zone running game be effective or is it going to be Pacheco? I mean, that's what's going to set the tone, right? Both these Absolutely. teams are going to try to run the ball. Right, right. And, you know, injury concerns on the offensive line a little bit for mm -hmm. Kansas City. Not concerns, but they, those guys are going to be back now. And it's, this is a playoffs, too. So very physical game, I believe. At least I think Andy Reid wants that. Yeah. Uh, we'll see if Miami can show up for that. Yeah. We talked about catching the ball, but also yeah. ball security on those right. running backs as well when it's a slick football fumbles tend to happen all right jonah javad from wfaa in dallas joins us next to break down packers cowboys here on the lombardi line witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN.
This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VEGAS only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code VEGAS. The crown is yours. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by DraftKings. Femi Abebefe, Mike Paul, Mike Pritchard hanging out here on a football Friday. And our first guest to help us preview these super wildcard weekend games. And Sunday afternoon, there is a big one in Jerry World. Jonah Javad, WFAA sports reporter over in Dallas, joins us now here. Obviously, Packers, Cowboys, high stakes as always for Dallas in the postseason. But I'll start off with the big question here. Is Mike McCarthy coaching for his job on Sunday? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> If I had a nickel or a dollar, a thousand. Um, Rich yeah, man now. <laughs> we, we asked Jerry Jones after the game, and he gave this great vote of confidence. And then, of course, at the, at the end of it, he goes, we're, we're taking it game by game. This is speculation. This isn't obviously a report or anything. But my thought is, if they go out and get smoked by the Packers, then, yeah, I would say maybe there is a hot seat. But other than that, since he's taken over play calling duties this year, the Cowboys offense has transformed. Dak Prescott went from, you know, that abysmal form we saw last year with all the interceptions into second team all pro this year. Um, I think he deserves a lot of credit. And with that, probably some job security. Um, if they can get past the Packers, even if they don't make the NFC championship or the Super Bowl, which has obviously been the issue for the Cowboys for three decades now, um, I would think his job's safe. Um, then again, Dan Quinn being a sought after NFL head coach candidate, certainly applying some pressure there in the wings should, should they flop. But again, if they flop, it means the defense probably is giving up a ton of points. So then how do you justify that? So anyway, we're going down a rabbit hole. Jonah, from a handicapping standpoint, one of the things that has been of great variance this year is Dak Prescott's play, right? He's had four games with a QBR over 90. He's had three games with him in the 40s, right? What cues, how do you know going into time as a better, which Dak we're going to get on Sunday afternoon? Because they're playing at home, baby. Okay. <laughs> you know, you know, the numbers, you see the stats. Uh, they're just, they're, they're radically different at home for a few different reasons. One, they're able to play at a certain pace. Um, their communications better. Uh, they have the convenience factor of sleeping in their own beds. There's a rhythm uh, to that. I actually asked McCarthy about that this week because when you're on a 16 game home win streak, at some point, it's not just luck and coincidence. There's got to be some sort of formula. And granted, they have played a lot of pretty bad teams at home, which has helped kind of pad the stats a little bit. But their home field advantage is is real. And I, I think it will serve them well against the Packers for Dak. It's twofold. It's twofold. Um, he and CD have put in a lot of work over the last 12 months on uh, communication reads and kind of understanding, understanding certain things within the route, or there's kind of like sort of a, a mind game that they're having to play with each other that they didn't really have that connection last year, but you're seeing it in full form this year. If you go back to watch that Cowboys Packers game a year ago, 
interceptions, you can see some miscues, just timing and communications are off and you're not seeing those errors this year. And I think that is part of, you know, the growth of why DAX numbers have been so much better. They're obviously, you know, amazing at home. CD's numbers are amazing at home. Um, so all those things kind of go into that, into, you know, what has made, um, you know, DAC reliable on, on home turf. And again, you know, the Packers defense has been playing better, but they're not the Ravens. So I, I can't see it this weekend being an issue. Right, Jonah. I mean, I think that's predictable. Like Dak and that offense is going to have a certain level of success, high level of success, probably uh, against the Packers. My question is uh, on the defense side of the ball, uh, because Quinn's going to be out, right? Quinn's going to get a head coaching job. We know that. Everybody's talking about the last ride. Michael Parsons with some great comments. What about this Cowboys defense and, and, and how they could match up against this hot quarterback with Jordan Love with the Packers? Yeah, I mean, you look at Love's numbers uh, this back half of the season, and they've also played some bad teams, and he's been able to pad his stats uh, a little bit. But they also he played well against the Chiefs and the Lions, and those are two playoff teams. And so, you know, I, the Cowboys have been uh, susceptible to big plays there at times, and I'm not necessarily worried about the Cowboys defense against Jordan Love. I'd be more worried about Aaron Jones because you kind of watched the the Packers game last week. And when they're really able to establish that ground game, it really has opened up their play action. And I know that's like football one-on-one to people, but it really does make their offense work. And while they're not household names, Jaden Reed, Dontavian Wicks, um, these guys are fast and they get open and they do a lot of crosses and with Stefan Gilmore, not a hundred percent, um, obviously Trayvon Diggs been out for most of the season. Um, it's going to put some pressure. So it will be kind of on Micah Parsons in that pass rush to get home. Then again, you look at the numbers and Jordan love under pressure is really good. So it's going to be kind of, it'll be a dual thing is, the Cowboys will need to do what they've done a lot at home, which is get an early lead and kind of force the Packers to be more one dimensional. But if this is a close game in the third quarter, yeah, I mean, the Packers could be right in there because if they're able to stick to, you know, Aaron Jones and not really have to play on their heels, then it's going to put some stress on the Cowboys, um, the Cowboys attack or defensive attack, I should say. We're speaking with Jonah Javad, sports anchor at WFAA in Dallas, talking Cowboys Packers from a more macro standpoint here, Jonah, for Dallas outside of San Francisco, which team do you think presents the biggest roadblock for the Cowboys of getting to the NFC title and maybe potentially getting to a Super Bowl? The Rams. I have this weird feeling the Rams are going to beat Detroit this weekend. And then you're dealing with either the Rams or the 49ers. Uh, Potentially, this is all theoretical, meeting the Cowboys um, in a uh, NFC championship game. I don't see the Packers being an issue this week. And assuming it's Tampa or Philly next week, I don't see that being an issue. Detroit would be intriguing. I would love to see a rematch after the debacle that we saw the other week with the uh, <laughs> the report. That would be it would be really fun to see, a, you know, a, a revenge matchup of that game. Um because it really, that one really wasn't close until the end. Um, but yeah, I see the Rams being an issue because their stretch run scheme would give the Cowboys defense fits. Mm. Uh, I think Kyron 
and those two receivers, Puka and, and Cup, and even Demarcus Robinson. Um, I, just the way that offense works, it can put up points on anyone right now. We saw them, you know, take the Ravens, you know, and almost beat them uh, a handful of weeks ago. To me, I think they're one of the hottest teams in football. And while the defense still isn't that great, if they get by Detroit, you know, then you're dealing with San Fran or the Rams heading to the NFC Championship game. Yeah, that I think that's formidable. Yeah, it's what a difference about two, three months makes here. Dallas blew the Rams out in that game, but the Rams now playing some of the best football in all of the NFL. He is Jonah Javad, sports anchor at WFAA in Dallas. Jonah, we appreciate the time. Have fun this weekend at the game and be well. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate it. Awesome stuff. Thank the you. Rams yeah. right now 20 to 1 to win the NFC, but nobody wants any Detroit. Everyone's on the Rams kick, man. Like, we can't find people that like the Detroit Lions. Other than maybe here, I guess it's Circa. Yeah. What, what, what's the Rams' best win this year? Mm. Mm, that's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> We've won at Seattle. Is it, it it, well. Go look. Yeah. Their best game yeah. is probably the loss in Baltimore. I was going to say, that's what everybody's hanging yeah. their hat on. And, and I kind of draw the comp because we saw Baltimore crush Detroit and Baltimore, and the Rams probably should have won that game. But the yeah. Rams haven't beaten a good team. unless you, I mean, the, Seattle's an okay team, right? right. This will be their best win if they should win in Detroit. Where Detroit gets themselves <laughs> in trouble, where Dan Campbell gets himself in trouble, is like chasing points, right? We, we talk about the debacle at the end of the Cowboys game. That's not even a factor if he kicks a field goal and he's down one point yeah. early on in the yeah. game. But got to go for it. Got to go for it. I mean, you're on the road. Uh, and, you know, a lot of times as former players tend to get emotional. Uh, and Dan Campbell certainly is one of those guys, former player getting emotional on the sideline, whereas you got to think it through. You got an entire football game. You got to feel out uh, or, or certainly find a theme that you can coach off of. Right. But if you're all out there just making these knee jerk decisions, then you're going to be in trouble later on in the game and and that that happens more times than it should with Detroit yeah Campbell was on tilt that day I asked your road dog Mitch Moss yeah. uh, <laughs> is any, how can anybody beat San Francisco and he says what if the Lions make it there and every goofy move that Campbell does goes right could could they beat them they're high that's variance a point, though. that's, a, is. that's yeah. a good point yeah. though right yeah it is they're it very is. high variance sure <laughs> right it's yeah. like you get the good four down variance yeah. and all of a sudden it's like Brock Purdy's down by two touchdowns and we all see the stat about Shanahan teams if they're down in the fourth quarter doesn't usually go well. Do uh, you think the Cowboys, Jonah says they should have no problem on Sunday. You guys think that's the, that's well, the he case? He teased him. Well, yeah. no, we'll, we'll answer that question to start hour number two here on the Lombardi Line. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. 
and we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app.